welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I will not be done. Um, welcome back to Sobriety 101. Um, it's been a couple of months since the last recording. We were here last month, but I screwed up the <coughs> recording, so um, did not record the talk. I recorded our break instead, which was not very swift. Um, anyway, so we did a very important uh, uh, thing last time. We were continuing on with step three. We had looked at step three in the white book. And we had then decided to jump over to the big book and look at a chapter 5, how it works, starting on page 58. Why are we going to the big book? This is Sexaholics Anonymous. Well, let's go to page 77 and have our, have our official reading for Sobriety 101. Somebody want to read on 77? Start from the top. Yes, sir. Lawrence Hexolic. How it works. The practical reality. This title is adapted from Chapter 5 of Alcoholics Anonymous, entitled How It Works. The book, the books, Alcoholics Anonymous and 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, 12 and 12, constitute the basic text of the original 12-step program. This section is not intended to be a comprehensive exposition of the steps. Our aim here is to try to get at the essential purpose of each step or group of steps so that can be readily put into action. The essay program is a program of action. Everything begins with sobriety. Without sobriety, there is no program of recovery. But without reversing the deadly traits that underlie our addiction, there is no positive and lasting sobriety. To recover from a life based on wrong attitudes, Self-obsession, separation, false connections, blindness, and spiritual death requires a program of action that includes a fundamental change in attitude, character change, union, the true connection, self-awareness, and spiritual life. Working the step, excuse me, working the principles of the steps as a new way of living has made this happen for us. No matter how well they are explained, understood, or believed, however, the steps mean nothing unless, unless they are actually worked out in our thinking and living. The steps don't work unless we work them. We will try to present a realistic picture of our own experiences in recovery. We trust this will shed light on the path ahead for others and commu- communicate in a direct and personal way how the program works for us. If it seems our feet are too much on the earth, that is because not one of us has ever worked the steps perfectly. The road was up and down, smooth and rocky. Sometimes we were surrounded by beautiful vistas. At others we were in a fog and saw nothing but the placing of one foot in front of the others we trudged ahead. 
At times, we experience great joy. At other times, doubt, uncertainty, depression, and fear. At times, it seemed we were running with winged feet. At others, standing still, and still others, that we were losing ground. But we found that once on this road, something deep within told us it was the right path for us. We simply knew it, and that was enough to keep us going. Whatever our experience, we found it to be the greatest adventure of our lives. Thanks, Lauren. Um, I'm Steve. I'm a sexaholic. Um, the um, beginning of this uh, uh, little little reading uh, says that uh, you know the title of this chapter is adapted from Chapter Five, The Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, big book, and it mentions the AA literature. Uh, as being the basic text of the original program. This section is not intended to be a comprehensive exposition of the steps. Um, It suggests to me that this white book is not a replacement for the instructions in the AA literature on working the steps. Now, um, this supposition is supported by the history of our fellowship. the founder of SA, as you can read uh, in uh, literature, uh, including uh, the, the beginnings pamphlet, um, talks about uh, how he was in California back in 1974 and realized that he needed help and read an article in Time magazine on alcoholism. And uh, he identified strongly, and he felt sure that he needed to work the AA program on his lust. And that is how our um, fellowship began. He, he did not have SA meetings or an SA sponsor. He had to get an AA sponsor, and he worked the steps according to the AA literature and the guidance of his AA sponsor. Um, we we find uh, it, it really helpful uh, to use the uh, AA literature, and so the uh, all AA literature is fellowship approved for use in uh, Sexaholics Anonymous. Um, moreover, um, it's uh, been my experience that lust addiction is particularly hard. Uh, a particularly hard addiction to to um, to recover from, and uh, for some people, including myself, only the most stringent adherence to the instructions for the program uh, have proved successful. I'm grateful to be celebrating 14 years of uh, SA sobriety uh, this week. Um, that is a testament to the power of this program. And uh, in this fellowship. Um, so um, back to page 58, uh, entitled "How It Works in the Big Book." Um, I was uh, taught how to find the instructions in this book by an AA member with uh, uh, a lot of sobriety. Uh, I met him about 10 years ago. Um, he had 25. Uh, 25 years at the time, and so he's got, uh, I 
maybe maybe he had 20, 22 years. He's got like 32 years now. He's he's uh, been around a while. Um, but not only has he been around a while, he's sought out really uh, excellent teachers and has remained teachable throughout that time. Um, so I want to show you how he took me through uh, how it works. Um, and uh, I'll uh, kind of use his style. Um, uh, I'll ask uh, you to read, and I'll interrupt and ask questions or have you flip to other pages at some point. This is but, uh, how he, he uh, um, taught me the literature. Now, we're going to pay really close attention to what the book says. And um, this is not because we believe that there's some magical power in these words. Rather, we find that when we take a very um, uh, rigorous approach to surrendering to the principles of this program, that we get results that we could not have predicted or even imagined um, before doing so. So um, I like to compare it to what it feels like to ride a bike. You know, if you have never, if I, when I was a boy who had never ridden a bike, I'd ridden a tricycle uh, or, you know, and, and the like, or maybe I've ridden a bike with training wheels, but it was a completely different feeling to take the training wheels off and to be able to ride a bike. And I just couldn't imagine it until I experienced it. And that's what this program's like. Um, okay. Um, a volunteer to start reading out of the big book. I'm Lee Sexaholic. Hey, Lee. This is chapter 5, How It Works. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Okay, what is our path? The 12 steps. Okay, that's right. How, how do we know that? Read my mind question. Huh? It's the forward to the third edition. So in Roman numeral XXII, Roman numeral 22, in the third paragraph, there is uh, the last sentence is about half the paragraph. Um, I think there's only two sentences in the paragraph. Um, but the, the, the last sentence of the paragraph begins with the 12 steps. Lee, will you read there? Yeah. The 12 steps that summarize the program may be called Something, something. Something in yeah. one country, something else in another. But they traced exactly the same path to recovery that was blazed by the earliest members of Alcoholics Anonymous. So what trace exactly the same path? It says they. They. What does they refer to? The 12 steps. Yeah, so the 12 steps trace the path. Um, so that's why um, we, we uh, say that the path is the 12 steps. Um, there's another interesting thing about this sentence. It says the 12 steps that summarize the program. And if the 12 steps summarize the program, what does that imply? It's fleshed out more. Yeah. yeah not, it's, summary is a short form. form. Yeah. And so where's the long form? Well, my sponsor told me, my AA friend told me that... Um, it's the first 164 pages of the big book in the doctor's opinion. And um, that's supported on page 20, where it says at the end of the first full paragraph, if you are an alcoholic who wants to get over it, 
you may already be asking, what do I have to do? It is the purpose of this book to answer such questions specifically. It is the purpose of this book. So if I ask you, what do I have to do? And you answer me, what are you giving me? What, what are you telling me? What, 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 sorts of in, what sort of information are you providing me with? If I say, what do I have to do? And you tell me specifically. Instructions. Instructions, right. That's, what, that's the purpose of this book, is to give instructions. Now, page 29, uh, third line from the top. It says, further on, clear-cut directions are given showing how we recovered. Now, further on, what does that mean? And we have to read the paragraph before to find out. Um, this is the end of chapter 2. It says in the following chapter, that's chapter 3, more about alcoholism, explains what is in there. And then it says there's a chapter to the agnostic. That's chapter 4. Then it says further on. So that's beginning with chapter 5, clear-cut directions. That's why we're starting with chapter 5 and we're lo- looking for the clear-cut directions. Why do we have to go so much trouble to, f- to figure out what path means? Well, I'll tell you a little story. Um, back in the first four years of AA, um, the founder of one of the founders of AA, Bill Wilson, had a mimeographed book that he passed around to people with instructions on how to work the steps. It was actually the big book before it was published. It's called today the original version, and you can find it around. Um, well, this sentence in the original version said, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our directions. And the folks, the early AA members who were uh, uh, getting sober with Bill um, were aware that one of Bill's character defects was kind of an aggressive pushiness as a salesman promoter type. And Bill will admit this in his writings. Um, they asked him to tone it down a little bit. And so it got changed to path. But the basic meaning is still in the book. You just have to look a little harder for it. So anyway, we are going to read this book looking for the directions. And it says, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. We want to thoroughly follow the directions in order not to fail at recovering from this disease. So, that is what my AA friend taught me about the first line of how it works. So, anyway, fortunately there's not that much to know about every sentence in the book, but that's a pretty important sentence. Okay, so Lee, would you please continue? Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to the simple program. Which is? The 12 steps. Okay. Usually men and women here are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. What does constitutionally incapable mean? Powerless. (laughs) Yeah, powerless. means can't. It's just a fancy way of saying can't. Okay. They are such unfortunate. They are not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. What manner of living is that? 
Yes. Their chances are less than average. There are those, too, who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. Our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. Okay, what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. What did happen? Between what we used to be like and what we are like now. For the for the people who are writing this, work the steps. They work the steps. That's right. Okay. If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, what do we have? The twelve steps. Yes. <laughs> okay. Then you are ready to take certain steps. Okay. At some of these, we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way. Easier and softer than? Than the 12 steps. Yeah. But we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Of? The 12 steps. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas, and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. Remember that we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, powerful. Without help, it is too much for us. But there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. Half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Okay, so this is a program of recovery. So maybe there are other programs of recovery. This is the only program that AA has is this program. So, um, anyway, we, we are going to use this program on our lust problem. However, this is AA literature. We have permission to use it as is, and we will read it as it's written, as you've been doing. So, please continue. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entire, entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons who had harm all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Many of us exclaimed, What in order? I can't go through with it. Can't go through with? The 12 steps. Do not be discouraged. 
No one among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. We are not saints. The point is that we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. The principles we have set down are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Our description of the alcoholic, the chapter of the agnostic, and our personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent ideas. A. That we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. B. That probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. And C. That God could and would if he were soft. Thank you. Okay, so um, right there before the A, B, and C. Our personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent ideas. Before and after what? Twelve steps. Working the steps. Um, for those of you listening, um, uh, Lauren and Lee were here last month, so this is not their first time uh, doing this for live for, for the uh, recording. Um, good job. <laughs> I tell you, not everybody remembers. I, I'll have... Uh, how long did it take you to remember? <laughs> It's a, it's a symptom of the disease that we, we can very easily follow the directions to bake a cake. But when we get the directions to recover, something in our minds just kind of goes, squirrel, or something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's a symptom of the disease. Um, there are three pertinent ideas that are true before and after working the steps that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. Very important point here. I am not able to manage my own life after working the steps. The steps do not restore me to management. They restore me to sanity. And sanity enables me to see what a mess I made of my life while I was trying to manage it. Sanity enables me to evaluate my job performance as manager of my own life and say, I do not need to be in this job. I'm not qualified for this job. My performance is horrible. Any good manager would have fired me a long time ago. Um, B tells us that no human power. I'm a human power. I tried to relieve my sexaholism and got no... um, Good results. Had I had I done so, I would not have uh, 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 met you guys. At least, probably under very different circumstances. Um, see that God could and would, if He were sought. Now, this is a really important one. That God could and would do what? Relieve our alcoholism. Relieve our alcoholism. Relieve our sexaholism. Um, it does not say remove. It says relieve. If he were sought. Period. Okay. So seeking God. That is a sufficient condition. Um, to me that suggests that if these steps summarize the program and the program uh, is the directions in this book, all these things that I have to do must fall under the category of seeking God. The word sought is in uh, uh, the 11th step where I'm uh, seeking to improve my conscious contact with God through prayer and meditation. 
and uh, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. What would you have me do? And please give me the power to do it. Um, all the steps are designed to help me learn how to carry out that simple thing. This is a promise that God could and would if He were sought. You know, the ninth step promises are over on pages 83 and 84, and they're very uh, um, well known, but they, there are many promises, and this is a very important one. Okay, now, Lee, or, or if you want to pass, you can, but otherwise, please continue. Um, no, I can keep going, but I just wanted to make a comment. Oh, yeah, please, um, anytime. I don't know, I just really like, I never focus maybe realize um be that says relieve um and then going in to see that only god could and would relieve our lives i mean i don't know that that hits home for me as far as relieve versus remove um because i can i can get so caught up in wanting it to be removed and then I get aggravated, and then that's when, my, when I'm aggravated, that's when my disease just sneaks in and just makes you question everything, what you're, just to make you question the 12 steps. Um, so that's, it doesn't say remove, it just says relieve. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, just that's a good confirmation in a way. Thanks, thanks. Um, and sought, seeking, what is seeking? I to believe action. Action. Yeah. yeah. I came to this fellowship already knowing how to seek. I did it with lust. <clears throat> I sought lust. I know how to seek. I just need to change what I'm seeking. I've actually gotten a great deal of benefit from looking at the ways that I sought lust. What actions I t- did I take? What kind of resources did I expend seeking lust? How much time? How much emotional energy? How much physical energy? How much um, money? How much uh, headspace? You know, did I devote to that? How many words? How many um, uh, letters? How many uh, walks, drives? You know, in what weather? You know, did I did I say oh? I don't feel like taking the bus. I guess I won't go get a prostitute today or something. Usually not. Usually I, I that wasn't a sufficient excuse. If the bus was broke down, then I would walk. You know, and um, I've got to seek. I've got to seek. But if I fulfill that part, this tells me that God will do the rest. So, again... We're going to look at this for directions. Seeking the directions is a good place to start. Um, so what do the directions say? I think there's one coming up. Lee? Being convinced we were at step three, which is that we decided to turn our will and our life over to God as we understood him. Just what do we mean by that and just what do we do? Being convinced. Okay, so they were convinced of what? A, B, and C. A, B, and C. So, the way we're going to look for directions is we're going to look for what they did. What actions did they take? 
And we're going to take, we're going to, in order to thoroughly follow their path, we're going to take the same actions and see what results we get. Now, they were convinced of A, B, and C. Am I convinced of A, B, and C? That's what, that's what my AA friend asked me. Well, by the time I met him, I was um, convinced of A, B, and C. However, not everybody is the first time they come to this. A lot of people have trouble with C. You know, they may believe God could and would, or they maybe believe that God could, but you know, maybe he, maybe he won't. Um, or maybe they're not even sure God is there after all. Um, none of this is a requirement. If I am willing to act as if I'm convinced of A, B, and C, then I can do an experiment. This is not faking anything. This is simply taking actions and seeing what results I get. Um, so if you're taking a man through this process and he's uh, struggling you know, with A, B, or C, we need to ask, am I convinced? But if I'm not convinced, then I can make a note. Like I had one guy that was not convinced of C, and we just said, okay, put a checkbox by A, B, and C, and you can check off A and B, but just leave C unchecked for now, and we're going to do this experiment. He agreed. He was willing, and we, we did the experiment. At a certain point later, he was able to come back and check that box off after he saw what results he got. Okay, the last sentence we've read says, just what do we mean by that, and just what do we do? Um, okay, there's two questions there. If I ask you, Lee, just what do you mean by that? And you tell me, what have you given me? Now, if I say, what do you mean by that? If you say something, and I say, what do you mean by that? I'm asking for... Explanation. Yes, an explanation. And then if I say, okay, so what do I do? Then you give me... Instructions. instructions. So this is a, a setup. Bill's about to give us explanations and instructions. So we're going to pay attention to the explanations. We're going to especially uh, focus on the instructions because these are the actions that we need to take. All right. Who's reading? The first requir requirement is that we be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a, a success. Explanation or instruction? Explanation. Wait. Mm. No, instruction. Okay. This, uh, a requirement. That sounds like an instruction to me. Something that I've got to do. I've got to be convinced. Um, again, I may not be convinced when I when I do this. I I may, but I can act as if. So, um, anyway, the first requirement is that we be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. Am I convinced of that? Well, I, I was by that point. So I was able to say yes to that. Um, continue. On that basis, we are almost always in collision with something or somebody, even though our motives are good. Okay, on what basis? On that basis, it says. On what basis? Self-will. Yes, the basis of self-will. 
Now this word basis is very important, I was told. What does basis mean? Foundation. That's right. It's something you build on. Um, we're going to pay attention anytime we see the word basis. But I'm going to jump over right now to page 68. So we say on that basis, the basis of self-will. And uh, read where it says the second full paragraph. Perhaps there's a better way. We think so. For we are now on a different basis. The basis of trusting and relying upon God. Okay, on a different basis. Different than what? Self-will. Right. So there's a basis mentioned on page 60. And there's a different basis mentioned on page 68. And this is an explanation or an image for what it means to seek God is to change the foundation of my life. Now, there's an interesting uh, connection here. There's a, a story about a man who said, if you, if you do something, you're like somebody who built his house on a rock. It's a foundation. Foundation of a rock. And the storm comes and it knocks and shakes the house, but it stands. And if you do something else, you're like somebody who builds their house on sand. And the storm still comes with a very different effect. Everything's washed away. Now, what's the something in that story? Does anybody know? Huh? It says, if you hear my words and obey them, you're like someone who builds his house on a rock. If you hear my words and do not obey them, then you're like somebody who builds his house on sand. It's about following instructions. So, the basis of self-will, I'm following different instructions. Following instructions from somebody else. You, ultimately, it's my disease. Um, but let's, let's read some more in that sentence. It says, on that basis. On that basis, we are almost always in collision with something or somebody, even though our motives are good. What's a good motive? What's a motive? What, 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 uh, give me an example of, 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 let's say I have a motive. Give me an example. It's a reason. A reason. Good. A reason for what? To do an action. Yeah. So it's an explanation. Who am I explaining to? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a motive. What, what am I... When I act with a motive... What's what, what's going on? What am I trying to do? In general, satisfy something personal. Satisfy something personal. I'm trying to get something to happen according to what I want. Now, if I 
If I act according to a principle, what's happening? All my instructions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a different thing. In one, I'm trying to govern something else. And in the other, I'm the thing being governed. The principle governs my behavior if I'm conforming to it. Now, let's keep going. Most people are trying to live by self-propulsion. Each person is like an actor who wants to run the whole show. It's forever trying to arrange the light, the ballet, the scenery, and the rest of the players in his own way. Okay, so now we're deep in, we're getting deep into explanation here. So a person is like an actor. So, who wants to run the whole show, forever trying to arrange the likes of ballet, the scenery, and the rest of the players in his own way. Now that's quite a job doing all that, isn't it? There's actually a name for that job. Director. Director. Yes, that's the job description of the director. Now, this is the actor. What's the job description of the actor? Follow the directions. Their line. Follow the directions. <laughs> yes, the director gives directions. The actor follows the directions. Okay, so here's a guy who should be following directions. Instead, he wants to give directions. All right, let's keep reading. If his arrangements would only stay put, if only people would do as he wished, the show would be great. Okay, that's a very good motive. All right. He wants the show to be great. And notice the structure here. If only. This happens twice. If, if only something. If only something else. This is, I was told, uh, the, the earmark of self-will. If only thinking. doesn't matter what is in between the if onlys. It, it's all, it, it's, it's self-will. It's, it's me trying to direct. Okay. Everybody, including himself, would be pleased. Another good mo motive. Life would be wonderful. Really good motive. In trying to make these arrangements, these arrangements, our actor may may sometimes be quite virtuous. Virtuous with a motive, purpose. Yes. He may be kind, considerate, patient, generous, even modest and self-sacrificing. On the other hand, he may be mean, egotistical, selfish, and dishonest. But as with most humans, he is more likely to have varied traits. Why are the traits varying? Because he's held right from motive, not principle. Huh? <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and, and he's trying to get something that works. Yeah. All right? If I am kind, if I obey the principle of kindness, that has absolutely nothing to do with how you treat me. It governs my behavior, not yours. It's not conditional on your behavior. That's a difficult thing. You know, if I want to be a kind person, then that's what I want. You know, it's not like I'll be kind to people who are kind to me. That's not principle of kindness. That's what this guy's doing. Or maybe, maybe something else. He'd be kind to people who do, do what he wants. All right. I can relate to that. What usually happens? The show doesn't come off very well. He begins to think life doesn't treat him right. He just he decides to exert himself more. He becomes on the next occasion still more demanding or gracious as the case may be. Still the play does not suit him. Doesn't suit him. Admitting he may be somewhat at fault, he is sure that other people are more to blame. Mm. He becomes angry and dis indignant indignant, self pitying. What is his basic trouble? Is he not really a self-seeker even when trying to be kind? 
Is he not a victim of the delusion that he can wrest satisfaction and happiness out of this world if he only manages well? Okay. Now, notice, notice it said, what is his basic trouble? This relates to the basis. Yes. Is he not a, really a self-seeker? Not self-will. Even when trying to be kind. He's being kind with a motive. Is he not a victim of delusion that he can rest? What does rest mean? Take by force. Yes, it's the base of the word wrestle. And he's going to rest satisfaction and happiness. If only, if only, another example of it, if only, if only he manages well. Say, man, if, if, if I'm not managing well, then maybe I just need management lessons, and then I'll be able to do it successfully. But the problem is not his management skills. The problem is that he's trying to manage it in the first place. It's not his job. Go back to page 68. Continue where we uh, after we said the basis of trusting and relying upon God. Read the next two sentences. God, we trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. We are in the world to play the role He assigns. Okay, we are in the world to play the role He assigns. Who who assigns roles in a play? The director. Yes, so this is the problem. I'm not living out my role, my assigned role. That's, that's, that's what's causing the problem in my life. So it's not management lessons. You know the fellow who uh, one of one of the fellows who my AA friend had had for a teacher um, talked about this, and he talked about manageability versus drivability. If you have a car that's not drivable, take some driving lessons. <laughs> uh, takes drink a lot of caffeine so you can be more alert, have better reflexes. Practice really hard. If the car is not drivable, none of that matters. And it's the same thing here. It's not. It's not about managing well. It's about trying to manage at all. Okay. Let's finish up and, and take a break here pretty soon. Is it not evident to all the rest of the players that these are the things he he wants? And do not his actions make each of them wish to retali- retali- retaliate? Snatching all they can get out of the show. Is he not, even in his best moments, a producer of confusion rather than harmony? Our actor is self-centered, egocentric, as people like to call it nowadays. He is like the retired businessman who lolls in the Florida sunshine in the winter complaining of the sad state of the nation. The minister who sighs over the sins of the 20th century. Politicians and reformers who are sure all would be all would be utopia if the rest of the world would only behave. If only. The outlaw safecracker who thinks society has wronged him, and the alcoholic who has lost all and is locked up. Whatever our pro- protest- protestations are not most of us concerned with ourselves, our resentments, or our self-pity. Okay, let's let's take a break there. Um, 
we're um, deep in the explanation here um, that followed the little rhetorical questions on page 60. Um, but there's some instructions coming up, and there are instructions for the third step. So we're going to look at those when we come back from the break. Okay, we, we're back from the break. And I'm making sure I got the recorders correctly turned on this time. Okay, these guys are not going to let me forget about this. <laughs> All right. Selfishness or self-centeredness. That we think is the root of our troubles. Okay, what is a root? Foundations. Kind of the basis. Yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. What, but in a tree, what does a root do? What functions does it that from which everything else springs. Okay, that's good. What else? Supports. It's a structural support. What else? Feeds the tree. It feeds the tree. Yes, the nourishment system. Um, where is the root located? Underground. Underground. You don't see it unless you're seeking, digging for it. Um, what do you see? The tree. The tree, yes. What comes out of the ground, the fruits are, are manifestations, as we'll see later on. Actually, it's on page 64. We'll get to that later. But, but the manifestations of, of self are, are what we're going to look at in step four. Um, all right, so root of our troubles. Good image. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-illusion, self-seeking, and self-pity, we step on the toes of our toes on the fellows, and they retali retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us, seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find that at some time in the past we have made decisions based on self-will, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. You added a word there, but it's it's, it's okay. I think. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's look at this. Did you see the word in that last sentence that I'm about to point out? Did you notice it? Well, there's two actually. Two important words in that decisions last phrase. Decisions, well, the self is also important, but I was going to point out the word based as being related to basis. What is the third step? If you read on page 59, what kind of thing is the third step? Decision. It's a decision. Made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. A decision is followed by action. 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 An intention is followed by more intentions. Um, but the decision is not the actions. So I often ask people, what step do you turn your will and life over to God? And they usually say, they usually say three, and I say, what do I say? Four through twelve. Why? Four through ten. Because those are the action steps. Yes, the decision is made in step three. It is carried out in four through twelve. Um, if I decide to go to Florida, I am still here. If I decide to bake a cake, I am not ready to start eating. 
I have to carry out my decisions. Okay, um, so decisions based on self is what I've been doing. And this is going to be the third step of decision on a different basis. And it says over on page 68. Okay. All right. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. We got the word basically again related to basis. Now, the um, I, missed, I missed an opportunity to do something my AA friend did with me. Um, and he, the way he says it, this is, <laughs> this is what a guy said to him. He said, okay, before that sentence, he says, okay, you're about to read the best news you're ever going to hear. And then he reads, so our troubles we think are basically of our own making. Why is that good news? And he says, well, if your troubles are not of your own making, if they're the... Uh, the cook, the dry cleaner, the boss, the wife, the ex-wife, the, the judge, uh, the neighbor, uh, you know, if, if, if everyone else is the problem, then my solution is what? Keep on trying to manage well? How well has that been working? So, but if the problem is of my own making, then there is a solution. Um, it begins with admitting that that's what my problem is. Um, okay, so let's finish this. They rise out of ourselves, and the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run riot, though he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. Above everything, is that important? Okay, yeah, that's a pretty important. All right. We must, or it kills us. God makes that possible, and there are often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Many of us have moral and philosophical thank you, conventions galore, but we could not live up to them even though we would have liked to. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying or on our own power. We have to have God's help. Okay. Now, these two paragraphs, as we said last time, uh, can be summarized in two very short sentences. Self is the problem. God is the solution. Now, if I sat and said those over and over and over again, Self is the problem, self is the problem, self is the problem. You would probably get annoyed and, and, and walk away uh, if you were being polite. Um, and maybe worse. Um, but that's really what Bill is doing here. If we read this first, uh, let's read it again and, 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 and see if that's true. Selfishness. Go back to the first full paragraph on the page. Selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. Self is the problem. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity, we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Did that mean that self is the problem there? Yeah. Sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation. 
but we invariably find that at some time in the past we have made decisions based on self, which later places us in a position to be hurt. Self might be the problem here. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. Self is the problem. They rise out of ourselves. Yeah, self is the problem. And the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run riot, though he usually doesn't think so. Though he usually doesn't think so. Again, that's a, self is the problem. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills us. God makes that possible. Okay, here's the second thing. God is the solution. All right. And there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Because self is the problem. Okay. Many of us have moral, philosophical, thank you, convictions galore. But we cannot live up to them even though we would have liked to. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying on our own power. We have to have God's help. Okay. So self is the problem and God is the solution. Um, he, he, he very eloquently dressed up these nails that he's trying to hammer into our heads with the same message. Self is the problem. Self is the problem. We have thick skulls, so he has to swing the hammer numerous times. Okay. Next. This is the how and the why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father, and we are his children. Most good ideas are simple, and this concept was the keystone of the new and triumphant arc through which we pass to freedom. Okay. Now, um, what happened there in that last paragraph? Something different there. Well, made a decision. Hope was introduced. Mm, that's true. Absolutely. Um, and there's a decision. That's correct. Um, what what types of uh, things though? When when w did we say we were gonna we were gonna read here after he asked that question? Just what do we mean by that? Just what do we do? What two types of things? Explanations and instructions. Explanations and instructions. And we just got through a long explanation, and now we've got some instructions. It says first of all we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided, this is, this is a decision, yes, that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. So again, he's, he's referring explicitly to this job description that, that the actor is trying to do over here. The decision that is based on, on the new basis, the basis of uh, trusting and relying on God, is a decision to let myself be directed, to live according to spiritual principle instead of living according to motives, my own motives. He is the principle. We are his agents. He is the father, and we are his children. These are all, you know, actor, uh, director, actor, principal, agent, father, children. These are all about authority, and it's a letting ourselves come under the authority of something else. It's about surrender. Okay. Now, since these are instructions, it says we quit playing, we had to quit playing God. Okay. How 
can you quit something unless you know what how you're doing it? So how do I play God? <clears throat> this is one of the assignments I got from my AA friend. I had to make a list of ways that I play God. And, you know, it's, it's fairly simple. I mean, there were some basic ideas. For one, um, a resentment is, is an example of playing God because I can't get a resentment against somebody without judging them first. And that's not my assigned role to be the judge. Um, he said he said that you know if I get angry because someone died, then it means that I'm thinking I know who should live and who should die. I mean, there are different ways that I can play God. If I try to manipulate someone else and get them to do my way, you know, whenever I'm on the basis of self-will, but it's a good exercise. To write down specific actions that are that are you know active in my life today. Um, then we decided. So for the decision, he had me write this out in the first person singular presence. It's in the first person plural past right now. So I had to change it to say first of all I have to quit playing God. It doesn't work. Next. I decide that hereafter, in this drama of life, God is going to be my director, and so forth. And I wrote out the whole paragraph, and then when I met with him again, I, he invited me to read it out loud in his presence, and he said, okay, this is a contract that you're making with God, and I'm your witness. And, typical, whenever you make a contract, if for any reason you decide to change the contract in any way, then you are, should inform the witness. So, if you, after making this decision in the third step, decide, you know, decide to do something else, talk to me first. And uh, so anyway, this was the contract. That's how we carried out those directions. See, it's really important... You know, I don't think there's anything magic in that. You know, if you didn't write this out in the first person, present singular, and so forth. The point is this attention to the actions in the text, taking them as instructions. And on the new basis, it's not my job to evaluate the instructions. You know, if I'm in management, then yes, I need to look at the instructions. I need to understand why am I doing this? What's this going to accomplish? You know, is this going to get the, the, the goal that, you know, I'm responsible for getting something to happen. I have to manage well here. But if I am just following instructions, I don't need to understand the instructions. I just need to do them. And so this attitude carried out and working the steps this way has been very powerful for me. Now, I don't think, you know, that, that if somebody did, the, did, did it a different way that, you know, they're going to, you know, that they can't get it. But, um if you've tried other things and they haven't worked, this is a good thing to do. You know, just be very thorough about this. Seeking God and seeking the relationship with God in which He is my director. Okay. Now we're about to read something called the Third Step Promises. The top of page 63. When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer, being all-powerful. He provided what we needed, if we kept close to him and performed his work well. 
Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. As we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we become conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. We were reborn. Okay, now these are great promises. Um, And I have found it very helpful to read these out loud to myself sometimes in the first person singular present. When I sincerely take such a a position, all sorts of remarkable things follow. I have a new employer being all-powerful. He provides what I need if I keep close to him and perform his work well, etc., this is a very hopeful thing. I've, I've, there have been times when I have been in a really rough place, and I've read this out loud in that way, and burst into tears and immediately felt a whole lot better. Um, so, uh, you know, you may, may want to try that. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, then try something else. That's called seeking. Um, now, this is an important promise also. Being all-powerful, he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. So if he provides what I need, then what else do I need? So if I fulfill the conditions of this promise, then he provides what I need. Okay, so if I keep close to him and perform his work well. That means, sounds like seeking knowledge of his will for for me and, and power to carry it out. Um, it sounds like seeking. Um, and he provides what I need. I find that there are two times that I don't get what I need, or apparently. One is, one is, is, is when I'm not fulfilling the promise. Maybe I think I, I'm, I'm not fulfilling the condition. Maybe I think I am, but I'm doing something else. You know, I'm performing my work well. You know, my will not thine be done. Um, and the other is when I think I know what I need and I'm not getting what I think I need. You know, if I'm doing this, then I, I need, need to accept that the, that the problem is, is in my thinking. He knows what I need. He's going to provide it. I don't even have to believe that if I'm willing to act as if I believe it. Just for today. Just for the next hour. This can get me, this has gotten me through some very difficult things sober. Things that I you can't even believe that I didn't put a bullet in my brain after living living through them. You know, based on how how you know what you know, based on who I was before working the steps. So um, that's a very important promise. Um, you know, every now and then you'll find one of these promises, God couldn't would if he were sought. Period. It doesn't say could and would if he were sought, and uh, blah, 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 all these other conditions applied. Um, just that one condition, period. That sums up the whole program right there. This also sums up the whole program. Um, and there are other places. You know, there, are others, there are other summaries, even more concise than those in the 12 steps. But this is all about helping us understand how, 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 to, how to calibrate our program and seeing, see, and one of the biggest principles is sponsorship. 
getting someone outside of my head um, because my disease can't twist my sponsor's thinking. Okay. Um, let's finish this page. Um, there's some more instructions here. And let's just get those and talk about them, and then we'll close up. We are now at step 30. Many of us had said to our Maker, as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. We found it very desirable to take this spiritual step with an understanding person, such as our wife, best friend, our spiritual advisor. But it's better to meet God alone than with one who might misunderstand. The wordings was, of course, quite optional, so long as we expressed the idea, voicing it without reservation. This was only a beginning, though if honestly and humbly made, an effect sometimes a very great one was felt at once. Okay. The last bit is a promise. In fact, sometimes, if honestly and humbly made. So, um, by the way, the word after is next. And that is the beginning of the instructions for step four. Step four is the first step of carrying out the decision. And uh, and it begins next. Or... Uh, there's another time word on page 64. It says at once. So my my um, AA friend said that I had a choice. I would could do either next or at once or anywhere in between. Um, so, um, uh, but but um, we are going to look at the instructions here. That there's a prayer that they said. Uh, but then there's some things that they did before saying the prayer. We thought well, making sure we were ready, that making sure that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. Now, it was my instruction to think well. And um, what does that mean? Well, you know, I'm not sure, but it needs to... If, I need, if I'm going to make sure I'm ready, I have to, I have to come up with something, you know. Uh, to make sure I'm ready. Um, I have to be satisfied that I have thought well about about these things. And if I can do that, then I fulfilled that instruction. Then it talks about uh, taking this step with an understanding person. This was in 1939 when this book was written. They did not have sponsors all over the place. I find that sponsors are very understanding people. Um, and, then, and then it says, but it's better to meet God alone than with one who might understand. And this was explained to me as uh, the, the, that I should choose the understanding person carefully. And then the wording was optional. Um, uh, it's never recommended by any of my teachers to change the wording. Some people have taken out the these and the thous, and, and I'm fine with that. But 
it says, as long as we express the idea of voicing it without reservation. So this is an instruction to voice this idea without reservation in my decision. What does reservation mean? It means holding something back. You know, I'm going to turn you know, 50% of my belongings over to God. <laughs> um, if I'm on if I'm on the new basis, it's all his. If I'm really on the new basis, I mean I've been made a, a responsible for for it for a time, you know, but not so I can you know seek my own motives, but so that I can you know do what he wants to do with it. That's what this decision means. That's what I'm doing. This is a heavy decision. It's not. Uh, a uh, a minor thing. It's not. It's not like a, a a little cosmetic improvement to our life. This is a major reorganization. And it says this is only the beginning. You know, we haven't carried out this decision yet. But if honestly and humbly made, in effect, sometimes a gr- very great one was felt at once. So, if honestly and humbly made is a condition. So I want to make this. Uh, uh, I want to do this step without reservation, honestly and humbly. Um, so anyway, those are instructions. That's the end of the instructions for step three in the big book. Next time we're going to go over to step four uh, in the white book and look at that and then come back to the big book and so forth. Um, all right. Any any. Any closing uh, thoughts or sharing? Anybody want to say anything about your experience working the third step? Uh, or any anything you feel led to share at the moment? I mean, step three is easy. Step four and on has not been as easy. Well, I guess there's some way of uh, I, getting getting to the point to where I was ready to take step three, I had to be convinced of A, B, and C. Convincing me of A, B, and C was not an easy process. Life, that was not easy. <laughs> but I tell you what, when I got in the condition that I was in in 2001, I was ready to make that decision. I'll tell you what, I was, I was done. I did not, I I was afraid that it was maybe too late, that I was already going to end up burnt to a crisp in very short order. But uh, it was not too late. So anyway, um, Lauren, you got any closing remarks? I was just, um... And I definitely question myself. This talks about um, expressing the idea and voicing it without reservation. I still think I've probably had reservation. You know, some just a little bit. Um, I've been willing to go forward, you know, with the steps. It, but it's very. I, I think it's a flawed that third step for me is a routine. It, there's a lot. There's a there, very much a daily component to it for me. And there are a lot of days when I don't want to turn my will over. You know, if I feel like I'm getting wronged at work 
some of, that seems to be the most pressing one where I want where I want to try to go back into management and affect an outcome. That's the one that challenges my third step decision most frequently, and um, and there are probably other areas too, but. Um, so I don't know if it's that I'm bringing reservation into it or if it's just something that I have to redouble my <laughs> commitment and decision <laughs> pretty frequently. But um, but it is a, the third step is a challenge for me. Because I, I think there's still a part of me and I think it's part of my disease and lingering insanity you know that I can manage something to some degree you know there is that there is that lingering insanity and um you know I feel like I'm getting increasingly sane and getting increasing relief from sexaholism it's not gone <laughs> you know still <laughs> and every time I uh, it's not even close to gone. Lots of relationships, sponsees, people at work, drivers on the road. Um, there's always a temptation to go into management <laughs> and to seek an outcome that I want and to to find my motives sounding appealing. <laughs> so. Uh, one of the ways that I like to look at it, there's many perspectives, and thank you for sharing that. I mean, you've uh, you're coming up on six years. You're sponsoring guys. You know, you've done done the, this program, and you you've uh, you've got a perspective that's uh, important. I think we all have our different uh, perspectives uh, common to the principles, and the and the wealth tradition said that we should put our principles before personalities I think that's what changing the basis is about but it doesn't say get rid of our personalities you know our own our own experiences and so forth are what you know we have um, one of the things that I look at it is like if I make a decision to go to Florida I'm going to drive down to Florida well I've got to carry out that decision and there may be obstacles to carrying it out now, if there's something blocking the foot of my driveway, and I want to carry out my decision to drive to Florida, then I have to move that obstacle so that I can get my car out of the driveway. If the car's not working well, then I have to do something about that. So, um, you know, I think if I, if I make a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God, my life is not... I haven't encountered my whole life yet. So it's not in my possession. The only thing that's in my possession of my life is today. So if I'm going to carry out my decision to turn my will and my life over, then I have to do it today. I have to carry it out. And I encounter obstacles. So, I mean, the way I look at it, I relate very much to what you're saying. And the way I relate to, to that is that I, I encounter obstacles to carrying out the decision. Where are those obstacles? Yeah. <laughs> so that's just part of it. And uh, a lot of people say, you know, yeah, i got to take the third step every day. I, I say I take the third step once. It's a decision. I have to carry it out every day because my life 
is a series of days. That's how I come, come into possession of my life. And if I'm going to turn my life over, then that's how I have to turn it over in the same way that I receive. So anyway, um, enough out of me um, for, for today anyway. <laughs> um, any other closing remarks? Uh, we'll circle up. Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. Okay. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve. Thank you.